Sicha Shabbos Pashas Mishpatim Tavshin Beis. I want to focus on a few points. Obviously, Pshat and the Sicha. Um, you could learn inside. There's nothing for me to be Machadash here in Pshat. It's pretty straightforward. It's a pretty famous Sicha. Certain things are more famous than others. Um, just to add a little bit um, background to a few Nukudas, a few points that Rebbe mentions in the Sicha. Rabbi speaks about the fact when Mashiach will come, there won't be any more war. Beat the, they will beat their swords into plowshares. The, uh, the Rabbi mentions this is a Nevuah prophecy from Mishayoh Anavi, and Mishayoh Anavi describes this as being a pu'ula, a activity will be, that will be done through Mashiach himself. That Mashiach will be personally involved in the you might call the differences between the different countries, they'll come to him and he will make settle their disputes, he'll make peace for, between them, and um, therefore there'll be no war. So there will be a, a, a personality, a world personality that everyone will revere, everyone will uh, listen to, everyone will be subject to his, 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 his word. Not only he will just tell them this is what you have to do, he'll explain it to them, He'll bring out who's right, who's wrong, so there won't be any, or everything will be settled. Instead of having to have to go to the UN or go to war to settle disputes, so he'll go to Mashiach himself. That is one Nekudah, that is one, uh, one point of, of uh, one reason why there won't be war, one simple reason. Not only that, but there'll be no purpose for their stockpiles of weapons. What are they going to do with them? They'll use them for useful purposes. They'll turn them into tools that are used to work the earth. That is uh, the one Akuta. Then the Rebbe also mentions um, a few other points in the continuation of the Sicha. The Rebbe connected it also with uh, the end of Siv Gimel. The Rebbe mentions the Pasuk, that the fact there'll be no more war, that uh, the Pasuk says that Pasuk is talking about animals, the same thing applies to nations as well in a broader sense, that they won't fight with each other. Why? Because the world will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem as water covers the sea. Right? And in truth, this is what the Rambam really writes. Look at the end of the Rambam. The Rambam says, there won't be any war and won't be any hunger. And he explains why. Everything will be available. There will be no reason to fight. No one will be lacking anything. And the whole involvement of the world, therefore, will be in a state of the whole purpose of the world, the whole involvement, the whole goal will be only to know Hashem alone. As it says, that the world will be filled with knowledge of Hashem as water covers the sea. Although the Ramam doesn't clearly connect the absence of war and hunger with the apostle, the apostle because the world will be filled with knowledge of Hashem. But in a certain sense, it's, in a certain degree, at least it's implied within the words of the Rambam, uh, the fact there will be no more war is also a part, is also an outcome of the fact that knowledge of Hashem will penetrate the world. And in essence, this is really what the Rebbe is saying in the Sikha. The Rebbe is saying, in, 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 very, in very interesting and, and um, practical application of this 
What is the Rebbe's point in the Sicha? Is basically that the fact that there's no more is something which is self-understood, something which human intellect should dictate on its own. Technically, though, shouldn't like certain things in the Torah. We say you don't even need a Torah to point that out. We should, you know, it's, uh, we should have, would have done it, done it on its own. So the fact that people shouldn't fight is self-understood. Yeah, what's what do you gain by war? It's 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 you know. What, 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 this is no, why, why should you fight? Why don't you, shouldn't you be in a state of peace? Well, particularly, you know, the, the Cold War that was going on, which ended well, at the time the Rebbe said the Sichas, he had nations for, for, for tens of years who were, were in a state of, of conflict and just spending all their energies building who could have stronger weapons than the other one, etc., etc., let, let, use out your energies, use out your money, use out your opportunities to better mankind, to, 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 to build up the economy. So something which makes sense. Nevertheless, for thousands of years, people have been fighting. And until Mashiach comes, certain there's still people fighting in one way or another. But nevertheless, in the past years, we have seen a very big shift that people do not view war. War is not glorified anymore. War is not seen as a special cause. On the contrary, it becomes the idea of unity between nations. And Rabbi explains that even, so we see over here that even though it's something which makes sense, but if it's the only reason why it's becoming very popular, popular now is because it makes sense, then it made sense thousands of years ago as well. Nevertheless, people were still fighting. So obviously there's something more here than what it makes sense, that the wisdom of the Apishir penetrates into the world. The fact that it makes sense to us is because really it makes sense in Apishir's wisdom. And until now, our intellect, the world is created through Torah, so embedded within creation, right before Eitz Hadas, before the sin of Eitz Hadas, according to certain opinions at least, the whole world lived in perfect harmony. Animals didn't fight with each other, definitely human beings didn't fight with each other. And uh, as a result of Chayde Tzadas, it's all changed. But anyway, the point is that inherently creation, if it's one with the Eibishter, should make sense not to fight. But Pael Mamish, the Eibishter, created the world in a way where there is a concealment of godliness. So this understanding of proper way of behavior, which seemingly should seem you know, inherently normal for how we should think is it, it, it doesn't come to the forefront until thousands, after Matan Torah, and thousands of years of Jewish people fulfilling the Torah and elevating the world, now becomes permeated within the world itself to the extent that becomes the way we think just makes sense to us. Which just is the idea of Kimola Haaretz Deyas Hashem, that the world is filled with the knowledge of Hashem as water covers the sea, which means that the knowledge of Hashem permeates the world. So the world itself thinks according to the way Debisha wants it to think. According, I mean, the world thinks it's the normal way of thinking, but inherently it re reflects the fact that it's the knowledge of Hashem is permeating the world. It's a very, very, uh, usually we think of this, you know, as as Hashem, Hashem, means the world loses itself. The world is submerged in the knowledge of Hashem. It, it forgets about itself. It's not self-centered, which is all true. It's also true. But here you see the Rebbe is giving a practical application that our own understanding becomes in sync, becomes in line with the knowledge of Hashem. That shows that the knowledge of Hashem is starting to permeate the world. 
The Rebbe also connects the uh, lack of, of, of war or the, 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 the disarmament with the idea of Shabbos. What is Shabbos? It says, Yom Shekoli Shabbos The future will be a day that is a, a, a Shabbos and peace for the, the eternal one, for the Ebishter, lives forever. And it says that on that time, Mashpis Mazikim in Oilam, the Rebbe brings the, uh, the, the one quote from a famous Teiras Kainim, teaching of our sages, which the Rebbe spoke about many times, and gave different interpretations, where the Pasuk says, Vishpati The Pasuk says in Pashas Bukhukhoisei that when the Jewish people will fulfill the Torah, then the Ebesher will make seize wild animals from the land. And the ultimate interpretation of this Pasuk refers to the times of Mashiach. And the Torah's Kainan brings two opinions, Rabbi Yudin Rabbi Shimon. One opinion says that what does this mean? Is that Maviram and Oelam, the Abisha will take away negative things from the world, wild animals, wild animals could be a reference to many things, physical wild animals, the Shadim, the Mazikin, the spiritual negative forces, the Yetzirhara. The Rabbi says it also includes warfare, very interesting interpretation in this Sicha, that Mazikin, negative forces, is, is also things that were crafted by humans to use for negative purposes. Warfare will also be taken away from the world. And uh, so this is a, this in the, comes a time of Shabbos, a time of peace, of global peace, as will be in the seventh millennium, so as a, as a pre pre preparation for that. As the Rebbe points out, we're standing by Erev Shabbos, and the Rebbe points out that in the um, footnote 127, that the sixth millennium is like this Erev Shabbos, and now Tavshin Unalaf is already also, as the Rebbe said, is Erev Shabbos after Chatzois, based on the way of um, taking the sixth millennium and dividing it according to a, uh, to, to, to a whole day, a Friday. So it comes out that the first 500 years are the night, Thursday night, going into Friday. And Friday day is the next 500 years. So the year 5,750 marks midday. 250 years from the second half, the second half so the, the, from the day, the last 500 years of the sixth millennium. So marks the midday of Friday, which already from Shabbos, out of Shabbos after Chatzah, instead of Shabbos after midday, starts a preparation for Shabbos. So now is the time that is the time for disarmament, the time to uh, we already feel the spirit of Shabbos, of rest, of ne all negative things seized from the world that is, is uh, taking place. The truth is that the Rebbe doesn't point this out in the Sikha, I'll add B'derech Efsher, you know, possibly, in that Teres Kainim, as I mentioned, there's two opinions. One opinion says, Mashpis Mazikim in Oilam, Adebisha will make seas, will take away negative things from the world. There's another opinion is, that Mashpis and Shulay Aziko, that the Ebishter will make that they won't bring any harm. And there's a famous continuation that Teres Kainim, Teres Kainim says, that what is a greater praise for the Ebishter? when there are negative things, when there are no negative things in the world, or when there are negative things in the world, but nevertheless, they don't do any harm. So it says, obviously, the biggest praise of the Ebishter is what? Is when there's negative things, and they don't do any harm. If there's no negative things in the first place, what's the Chiddush over here? What's the Uftu? The Chiddush is that there are negative things, and nevertheless, they don't do any harm. So, it's, so he says that this is this is the interpretation of the Pasuk, that... Um, According to Rab Shimon, he says, Rab Shimon is, I think, Rab Shimon by Choy, 
Very famous Rabbi Shimon. What is a Masa Yishvach Yishamakim? What is the ultimate praise of the Eibushter when the when there are negative things? And uh, that and what does it mean that that it's a day of Shabbos, a day of rest? That the negative things don't do any harm. The Rebbe interprets these two opinions in a number of places. The Rebbe interprets these two opinions as referring to the two stages of Eskafk in this Hapcha. One stage is removing negativity from the world. The second stage is transforming it to good. In a certain sense, this is really the Chiddush of Lassad Lavi, right? I mentioned before, that before Chet Eitzadas, also the world lived in perfect harmony. There was no fights. There was no wars. Even animals, according to, to, to the Dramban and other, interpret- other Mephoshim, no animals were predators, every animal ate to vegetation. So if so, what's the Chiddush? When Mashiach comes, the Pasuk tells us that the wolf will lie with the lamb, and lions will eat straw like cattle, etc., etc. The world will revert back. It seems not supernatural, but the world is really seemingly only reverting back to what? To the way it was before the Chet Eitzadas, before the sin of, 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 of the Eitzadas. So the Rebbe explains that the Chiddush of the Asalav, one of the Chiddushim of Mashiach, is that then will be also the accomplishment of his transforming darkness to light. Before the sin, there was no negative in the world. Rabbi Yehuda holds and Mashiach will come. The first step is you remove all negativity to the world. But in essence, by doing that, you're just reverting to the way the world was originally. The next step is what? The next step is you transform the negativity itself to good. That's the ultimate shvach and That's the ultimate praise. Right, for example, before the Chet Eitz you had a snake. The snake was meant to help pers- the person. Instead, it, did, it, made, it caused sin. The Rabbi said, number of places, Mashiach will come, the snake will once again help man. The snake was the biggest mazik, the biggest uh, the, the, the animal that's associated the most physically and spirit- spiritually with negativity, with spiritual harm, physical harm is the snake. That animal will be transformed to help man, and not only that, but it will represent the idea of his the same animal that caused man to sin, will help will help man represents a transformation of darkness to light. So within the context of the Sikha, the Rebbe doesn't point this out over here, maybe we know that the Rebbe's point is highlighting two points over here, that both is disarmament, right, whatever it was, they're reducing the nuclear arms, etc., etc., at the same time, was also reflecting the idea of taking the, the, the these uh, simply meant that they took the money, that the money that was now, you know, uh, that, that was originally budgeted for, 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 for the army, for, 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 for weapons research, whatever, is now being used for the economy. But also read the idea of eating their swords in the plowshares represents the idea of transforming darkness to light. It's not just that the weapons are not there. The weapons attack are not there. But not only that, but it's not just the weapons are not there and you just burn them. On the contrary, you use them out for positive purposes. This is the, another Nikut of, of, of uh, also connected with Mizmer Shili Yema Shabbos, or the praise for Shabbos. But anyway, so this is, this, this is the Nikut, these, these are some of the points that the Rebbe mentions in the Sicha regarding the, um, the, the disarmament, regarding the fact that the nations of the world are making peace with each other. Then the Rebbe mentions the Hayrah for us, Tavavas Yisrael, and so on and so forth. So just just want to mention a few points, not directly related to the Sikha, but just maybe enhances the understanding of the Sikha. Different points, Achsidus says, why when Mashiach will come, there'll be peace. There'll be peace in many senses. There'll be peace between Eden and Ebishter, between the Jewish people and the nations of the world, between the nations of the world themselves. They won't be fighting. There'll be peace all over. 
Why will there be peace? So there's a number of explanations. Primarily amongst them, we have the Ramam that I mentioned before, that there won't be any hunger or war. And the Ramam gives a very rational, natural approach, explanation. He says there won't be any reason to fight. Right? He says that everything will be available in abundance, all pleasures will be that is found as dust. So what, what's the point of fighting? You fight because you need to have more living quarters. You have plenty of living quarters. You need more money. You need a certain some some type of asset that the other country has that you the other person has. You have it yourself. There's no reason to fight. So that's what the Rambam means. There'll be no hunger. There'll be no war. There won't be jealousy. There won't be competition. Jealousy is only an outcome if someone thinks that someone else has some, either someone knows or someone suspects that another person has more than he has. And jealousy leads to strife, to competition. And if, if, it, if it's on a more global scale, it leads to war. When there's no competition, there's nothing to fight about, there's no war. And then the Rambam says that the Eisek of the whole world, the occupation of the world will be to know Hashem. The Rebbe adds here a point, despite the fact that this is the simple reading of the Rambam, the Rambam is trying to explain not just, in other words, if you look at this two ways of understanding this Rambam, but, but uh, the Rambam is simply means that there won't, at least at the, as an initial stage, there won't be war because there will be no need for war. But uh, not necessarily means that human psyche, that the way we think and feel change, just why should you fight? You know, we'll just wake up and say, hey, there's no reason to fight, so we'll be kind. Not necessarily that our inherent evil inclination will be removed. We won't have even the desire that uh, to fight. That even if we would be revert back to original circumstances, we won't fight. No, some of the it practically we won't fight. There'll be no need to fight. So that's one way of looking at it. And in a certain sense, there's an advantage over here. The advantage over here is that the world itself, in other words, forget about the way we think, but the natural state of the world is such that it's conducive for peace. There's, there's so much so much good even that, if, that the world itself is telling a person there's no reason to fight. So that's one thing that the world itself, not only the Dasa Odin, not only the human the, the human instinct, the human the human mentality is 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 not subject to war. The world itself, you forget about the human perspective of the world itself is in such a way that there's no reason for war. So that obviously has a certain advantage. But the Rebbe learns Pshat and the Sramam a little deeper. The Rebbe says the fact that there's no jealousy in competition is why? Because everything is as available as dust. And the fact that everything is as available as dust literally means everything is available. So much of everything. It's like dust, like, you know, it's so available like dust, or it's so much of it that becomes unimportant in our eyes as dust. So that's why there's no fighting. But the Rebbe adds another explanation over here in the words Madanam and Suyin Kafir that all delicacies are as found, are as common as dust, meaning to say that they have no chashivos, they have no importance in our eyes that we should fight over them. Why do they have no importance in our eyes? That is because of the continuation of the words of the Rambam that the whole occupation of the world will be only to know Debeshter. Since the whole occupation of the world will be only to know Debeshter, so when you're focusing on the knowledge of Debeshter, so obviously there's no chashivus, there's no, you, you have no importance to physical things to fight about them. That's the way the Rebbe learns in a few places. At least in one place. So this is a very a deeper perspective over here, which is in line a little bit with, 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 with what I mentioned before. The fact that people aren't fighting 
It's not just because there's not, nothing in the world to fight, but that itself, that a person looks at the world in a way that he doesn't see that, the, that, the, that, the, that the, the things of the world don't appeal to him in a way that he should fight over them, comes because Hashem, because the world is filled with the knowledge of Hashem as water covers the sea. And to really, the Rambam himself, in the Meriden of Luchim, the Rebbe spoke about the Zitas Tamas Tavshin Chavches, the Rebbe spoke about the different places where the Rambam quotes this passage, Kimolot Zayas Hashem. Some places he finishes off Kimayim Liyam Chasim, some places not. But one of the places the Rambam brings this passage is a Meriden of Luchim, Chela Gimel Perek Yudalaf. And the Rambam is discussing those chapters of Meriden of Luchim, how a lot of most, most of the evil things that happen to a person are self-inflicted. In other words, that there's certain natural disasters that happen, certain things beyond the person's control. A person is born with a certain some some type of condition which he was beyond his control. But most things that Amam says is because of a person's own fault. A person, let's say, doesn't keep his diet, so he gets, doesn't doesn't eat properly, doesn't take care of himself. Or people have desires to grab from other people, to start fights and wars. So a lot of things start from a person, most most... Most of the nezokin, most of, right, talking again about the mazikin over here, the negative things, most of the negative things come from a person himself. And Rabbim explains that is why when Mashiach will come, there won't be, um, there won't be, you know, the, these negative things won't exist. And Rabbim explains the Pasuk, and Rabbim says that uh, when someone sees the truth, when someone has wisdom, so people wouldn't hurt themselves, and people wouldn't hurt others. The Ramam says, just to translate in English, through the knowledge of the truth, so hatred, and, and, and war, and, and, and fighting, and, and damages of one person to another person are removed. And this is what the Pasuk says, that, uh, you know, the Ramam means the Psukim, how the wolf will lie with the lamb, and so on and so forth, that according to the Rambam, at least in safe in Yad HaChazok, in the Mishnah Torah, our metaphor for other nations, different people live in peace with each other. And he says that the reason why this hatred and these fights and person trying to overpower someone else will, will, will stop, will, 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 will see it is because people at that time know the truth of Hashem. Like it says that they, they won't do any harm on a holy mountain. The world will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem as water covers the sea. So in other words, Rambam is basically saying that the reason, the way the Rambam learns it very clearly, the reason why there won't be any wars is because the world will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem and people will see the truth. When this truth, a person realizes what's right, what's wrong, and the person also doesn't is not so self-centered. Right? Rambam explains that... Um, Ramam explains elsewhere that jealousy and, and all these things come when a person is self-centered and the person, you know, uh, just thinks about himself and just feels himself. But if a person would, we have the knowledge of the Eibishter, yeah, that's in the Ramam explains how wars and hatred comes from jealousy. The person, his whole, whole purpose, he's self-centered. The person knows, realizes the truth of the Eibishter. So there's no war. So again, there's, there's obviously, there's different ways and different meanings to this. It could be a person realizes how it's not right to fight. How, you know, you see, he realizes what the truth is. It's not right to fight. It also means a person sees there's no meaning to fight. A person sees that, what am I fighting for? For, 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 for a piece of land, for, for some money, whatever it is. Is that something really worthwhile to fight? 
could also mean that the person, the whole idea of fighting becomes discussed. The person sees fighting as, an, as a negative behavior. So obviously there's many different ways of explaining it. Or one way of the Rebbe is explaining it is that people see, people realize the truth. They realize that, that, that everything in the world, there's nothing to fight about. It's, it's all Madan and Mitsuyengar, the, the phys- physical things in the world are not something important to fight. Within the context of this particular sikha, the Rebbe is saying a little bit of a different point. The Rebbe is saying that people realize that it's, it's not good for social welfare around the world to fight. It's, it's people realize, it's a very simple, basic point. People realize that they should not be hurting each other. But even that itself comes in order for a person to appreciate that it all has to be connected with Asas Hashem, with knowing the Ebishter. Because otherwise, human beings were created in a way that their self-centered behavior eclipses, covers over their inherent unity that exists with, between everyone because they were created by the Ebishter. So the fact that human beings realize that it's for their own benefit, that it's for their own success to be all unified comes through overpowering the self-centered nature of, of, of our evil inclination and being able to see the common denominator in the world, which comes because the world is created by David, Hashem Echad, who is one, and therefore the world really it, 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 it functions at its best when, everything is, when everyone is in harmony with each other. The Rebbe adds one point, the Rebbe adds in the uh, I think also the Rebbe alludes to that. The Rebbe has another interesting point. The Rebbe says, The world will be filled with knowledge of Hashem as water covers the sea. Why? What does it mean as water covers the sea? And the Rebbe explained Pshat in the Merinavuchim, in general, Pshat in the Pasuk. The knowledge is not always good enough. Yeah, people are very great and have a lot of knowledge, but the knowledge itself, on the contrary, sometimes people that have too much knowledge, that itself causes division. Knowledge in itself doesn't guarantee that there won't be any fighting. It has to be a knowledge which makes the person nullified, which makes the person humble, which makes the person realize that... Uh, as Rebbe explained, such a knowledge that makes the person submerge in something higher than him, like water covers the sea. Knowledge itself just fills up a person. A person sees he's very smart, he's very great. On the contrary, it could lead, if somebody understands things differently than him, it could lead to fights, disputes, etc., etc. But over here, in order for knowledge to transform a person, that he should lose his self-centeredness, that he shouldn't, he should, the knowledge should make that he should fuse and we come in harmony with, with other people, with another Jew, with Abisha, with the world around them, is what? Is when Kamayim Liyom Mechasim, when the knowledge is, is done in a way that the person gets consumed by the knowledge, a person gets submerged in the knowledge, a person loses himself in the knowledge. So even knowledge itself, it's Deyas Hashem, is that a person becomes nullified in the knowledge of Hashem. So that is a, 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 a added dimension over here, that it's not enough just to have knowledge. It has to be, you know, the knowledge of Hashem, the Emes Hashem, that the world becomes submerged, as the Ramam is describing, your whole purpose is just about godliness, about Ebesha, that is the ultimate um, guarantee that there's no more war, there won't be any more competition. So that's 
the Nukuda, just to give a little bit of, of, you know, why life will change when Mashiach will come, there won't be any war. But here, in this Pasuk, and, and again, I'm sorry, in this Sicha, the Rebbe is, is not going to all these deep levels, these, these other explanations. The Rebbe is alluding to it a little bit, but the main Nukuda that the Rebbe is bringing out is the fact, and at least in, in this Sicha, one of the, the primary cause the Rebbe explains why there won't be wars, it's a very practical thing. Mashiach will be the mediator. Mashiach will tell, explain to people, it doesn't make sense to fight, and there's other ways of, of, of accomplishing your goals. Who's right, who's wrong? If there, there's some, if, there, if, there, if there, you know, if, if, you know, war, they say, starts and diplomacy doesn't work. Mashiach will show who's right, who's wrong. Mashiach will make it crystal clear, and everyone will do what's right. So the Rebbe is explaining that this is the pool of Mashiach, The Mashiach will directly engage with the nations and make them aware of how they should conduct themselves. So this also reflects the idea how the knowledge of the Ebishter, which is what Mashiach represents, as the, you know, the Rebbe also brings the Psukim, that the nations will say, let us go up to the house of the Ebishter. Let us go up to, 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 to the mountain of the Ebishter. The word of Hashem is coming from Rishlai Mashiach. They will see, the nations of the world will realize that the Torah, the embodiment of Hashem's wisdom in the world, is giving them the proper, is the Mashiach who, who's embodying the wisdom of Debesh, is the one that will be able to mediate and work out all their all their disputes. So this is, again, a very, you know, a, a very basic Nakuda before we get into deeper levels of how the world becomes one with godliness, and Mashiach himself will deal with all these issues and straighten them out with them. And the Rebbe is bringing out, and in the context of the Sikha, right, everyone I'm sure is aware, the Rebbe is explaining the connection between UN and the city where the, 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 the Rebbe is, and when the UN was established, and the fact that the, the Rabbanim gave the Psak, that Mashiach is coming, and the Rebbe is Bechetzkes Mashiach, that brought with it that the world, the Mashiach already has an effect on the nations of the world, that they, they, they themselves already start appreciating the importance of unity and peace. So the Hira, one, I mean, I mean, one of the heroes, obviously, which the Rebbe continues on, and the Rebbe said this in, uh, in, 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 um, in the, I think in the Bilti Mug of the Sikh, I think it's a little bit stronger, is that if nations of the world have this recognition, how much more so we should have this recognition, that we should focus on Nachas, even when we think that there's things to fight about. Nevertheless, we have to have Achdus, we have to have peace. That's how the Rebbe speaks of, of, of Basra, Ya and the Golos, is having Achdus Yisrael. And in that, there's obviously there's many different levels, but Bizman Azad, the Rebbe says we could already reach to a certain extent this idea of not having war and competition through the idea of Da'asas Hashem, Kamayim Liyom Achasim, realizing the truth of what things are about, and, and, and therefore that, that itself will prevent us from fighting. There's one more point which Rebbe doesn't say here, but I think it's very much part of the 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 the, the um, part of the Torah and part of the idea that Rebbe is explaining here, which is Rebbe explained this really when it comes to business. Although I think that today the, the, the same idea really is when it comes to war in a certain sense. Rebbe said that in business, I think it's also sicha to givirim tavshin and beis. It's a little bit mentioned here as well. The Rebbe said that years ago, people that were in business always looked at someone that was in their same line as business as a competitor and tried to, to you know, outsmart them, overpower them, so on and so forth. Today, 
in the world of business, things have changed dramatically. First of all, today, instead of having private individuals owning, owning businesses, the big successful businesses, and just to reframe, I'm saying, you can use it in my own words, but just to reflect the words of the Rebbe, are corporations or global business. In other words, the more members you have, the more participants you have, the more you're able to expand. And if there's a number of businesses, so they, they join hands. Each one, they, when, when, when you partner with other people, when you network with other people and other businesses, it could, they, you realize it brings a greater tayalus, a, 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 a benefit for each individual person. Another example in today's day and age, yeah, when years ago, companies didn't want to say exactly what they were trying to do so that if they had any competitors, the competitors shouldn't know their secrets, shouldn't know what they're trying to, what their goals are. Today, on the contrary, companies realize that instead of me putting all my effort to do this particular thing, or maybe another company is doing that, let me have my niche, let me tell, the, let me say exactly what I'm trying to do. So another company will do something slightly different. So we, we will all have our place of the market share. We're not going to be competing, he, you know, head to head. We will all, will be open, will be, you know, each one will do the thing that he excels. So like this, everyone will be matzlich instead of both people going in the exact same line of business and being head to head. So things have changed. Why have things changed? Because so, it makes sense, right? I mean, okay, it's true that today we also have the opportunity, today things... We have Pashat Begashmis, have the opportunity to have global markets, etc., etc., even or, or, you know, to, to, to do business on a much greater scale. But the Rebbe says the real reason is because, like I mentioned before briefly, is that the world is one with the Ebeshter, and the Ebeshter is one, Hashem Echad. And therefore, inherently in creation, there's unity. But this unity in creation will be revealed when Mashiach will come. But the closer we get to Mashiach, the more this unity is revealed. So therefore, Years ago, everyone was self-centered. You know, everyone wanted to. He should be the the greatest mach. He should be the the, the one that that that, uh, that 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 owns this share of the market. Today, people realize on their own that it's when you join forces, it brings benefit. Why? That's because unity of David is being reflected. The Rebbe says the same thing in science. Famous Parshas Noach. Rebbe spoke about the, what, the, this, how science brings out Achdus Hashem. How science brings out that. Is uh, the whole the whole world is uh, two things which are united, energy and mass, and that instead of looking at everything in the world as a separate entity, what modern science is, has, is trying to focus on the common theme that unites everything, that brings out the same thing, and they've they 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 they've broken down everything in the world to two basic things which are energy and mass, and energy and mass itself they they, they they're united, which is the idea of achtos, also in total lahavdom. Years ago, Chidushi Torah were made, a pulpul and a rashi and a toysis, al-asar, or even the way of learning was more trying to focus on a particular thing. Now we have the, 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 the learning, the Shita Salimud, the Rabchaim Rizke, the Dragachavar, the Rebbe also championed this very much, which is to find a common theme throughout many different halachas, like Beishame Beisilo, not that each argument in each place is, is separate, but each one is a common theme. This became very much the, for, the way of thinking in the later generation of Yosef Engel, the other people I mentioned before, they all championed this way of thinking. They all brought out the idea of achtos in Torah. So again, it's because the closer we got to Mashiach, the idea of the unity of the world, how everything is one, is becoming more and more uh, expressed. So this is, I think in a certain sense, it fits very well in with what the Sikha is saying over here. Now, what is, what is the, uh, the Hira of the Sikha? 
the Rebbe says you're very, I mean, the Rav the Sikha is very practical. Like, really, when the Rebbe said the Sikha, if you look in Sikha's Kay, the Shavshin Bey, the Sikha is really said as Admosai Sikha. It wasn't said, right? You learn the Sikha, it sounded like the Rebbe saying, oh, wow. Yidin, it's wonderful. Mashiach is starting to do his pulls. Let's dance and sing. You know, and then you have later on, you have the Admosai part and the Sif test. When the Rebbe said the Sikha, you'll see right away, it was the Admosai. Like, how could it be? That despite the fact that this is what happened, Sheikh is still not here. We're already seeing this, so where's the cake? You know, we're already seeing the, the, the where, where's Mashiach? So, in other words, the Sikha was a Sikha not just to sit back and reflect and enjoy, but we can't be stuck with this. We have to move on. We need Mashiach itself. How do you do that? So, the Rebbe spoke about Baba Basra, Shutfim Sheratsu. Very Geshmak in the Kuda. What is the Rebbe saying over here? The Rebbe is explaining that Golos. The Seder Nezikin, Nezikin is damages, negative things in the world. And there's three bavas, there's three types, there's three levels, there's bavakama. I mean, I think it's not clear in the Sikha. I think the Rebbe is, it seems to me, at least the Rebbe is implying that there's, bavakama is the worst. Bavakama speaks about damages. One is damaging the other person. Chayvul is a famous pedic in bavakama, chayvul is chaveria. speaks about disputes. Someone, shnaim is a metalist, two people have a dispute. They're not, they're not, they're not, Trying to not that one that tried wasn't angry on someone else and he tried to damage the other person. There's a dispute. So it's also a machlokes, but it's not as severe as above a kama. Above a basra starts with a shutfin shadatsu, a a a a shutaf, a partner, two partners that they willingly want to make a wall between them so that they should, that they should each one should have privacy. They shouldn't be hazekriya, etc. etc. So the Rebbe says that the Hira is that you have to view another Jew as a shutaf, as a partner. That, like I mentioned before also in today's day and age in business, the Rebbe, I, th- I think this word also, the Chidus to give you the Rebbe pointed out, is to look at other people as a partner. Instead of looking at everyone as a competitor, look at him as a partner, so make, you'll be able to expand even more. And the quote is, look at every Jew as a shutaf, as a partner. There might be some small disagreements, you might need to make a wall, I'm just throwing this in here, the Rebbe doesn't say this, so clearly, well, he does say it to some degree, but even when you have to, you know, figure out the differences between you and make a wall, you do it in a way of what? Of a shutaf, of a partner. There's, there's, you know, you have to do things in, in a friendly manner. That this is the way you end Golos is through the Avas Yisrael, in the way of a shutfin sheratsu. Now, it's very easy, obviously, to, you know, look at someone that is not, someone that's not your actual partner. <laughs> And he, he, you know, you don't think he stole your money. It's much easier to have Avas Yisrael. But someone is actually your partner and, and Shutfin Sherotz, and then something comes up, you have to divide. You could imagine World War Three might break out. But the whole Nkud of the Sikh is that it came the time, don't put your energies into fighting. You're not, you're not going to save the world by, by fighting. It has to be Naifan of Shutfin So you have to bend. Fine, but this is what's, that's how you bring Mashiach. Your seichel itself should understand that it's for your benefit to have achdus, even if there are some chiluke days that still remain. There, there, there's, there's a video I think of a, federa- a Jewish federation whereby the Rebbe and the Rebbe said they were discussing different things that they have differences of opinions. So the Rebbe made a statement that you need to leave certain things for Mashiach to take care of, which means you don't have to. Not every sticky issue that you have to like fight out until the bitter end until. No one, no, no drop of blood is left on either side. Okay, certain issues, just leave. 
put on aside. Right? We say that Eliyahu will come to make peace in the world before Mashiach. Certain things let there be until Eliyahu Navi will come. You can't figure out everything, who's right or wrong in every single detail. Okay, there's still a way of going about things. There's the idea of what, when there's the way how your mavatul galus, you are, you have to deal with Nazik and you have to learn Nazik and you have to learn how to figure out these things. But it should be done in a way of Avas Yisrael. We also see, I just mentioned on this previous thing that I mentioned before, I mean, this is a little bit diverged, the, 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 diverging from the main topic, but in the world, in the, the liberal world today, they also champion very strongly the idea of unity. But it's a very perverted version of unity. You look in the Rebbe Sicha, I think it's the Chutei Sicha, Chalik Etchaz, Pashas, Kairach. Rebbe explains also Kairach championed unity. What was Kairach championed unity? He said, everyone should be like Moshe Rabbeinu. Everyone is holy. What do you need Moshe Rabbeinu? Why should there be differences between this person, that person, Cain and Levi, Misraelim? The Rebbe explains that that is very good, sounds beautiful, and it's rooted in the ultimate achdas that will take place eventually, you know, in the after Tchiyas HaMesim and all those, and that level. But Rebbe says, Bizman Azad, today's the NH, you only have, if everyone is all one big happy family and no one keeps to, 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 to what makes them unique and different, that just brings a khurb, it just brings a, 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 a disaster. So we actually see this idea of unity in the world today is very dominant, but it again has to be done in Taita. One, one good place actually, look at the Sefer Erchem, the recent volume of Sefer Erchem that came out, it's all about Achtos, it's about Achtos Hashem. Also, but it has Achtos and speaks a lot about Achtos in the world, Achtos in creation, Achtos I mean Anushi, a lot of good things about Achtos over there. And there, this has a whole entry about how you bring unity based on the Sikh, the whole entry, Achtos of the Shemiras Agvulas, how you have unity particularly through keeping your boundary. Doesn't mean you have to fight, doesn't mean there's a mitzvah to fight, there's no mitzvah to fight, but it means there's an idea of Shemiras Agvulas, now Achtos doesn't mean there's no differences. There's certain healthy differences that have to remain. But those things that are unhealthy differences have to be worked out in a way of achtas. And which I think is a very, very potent message. You know, today we're holding 30 years since the Sicha. And, you know, and, and in a certain sense, some people might say, particularly now with what's going on with Russia and Ukraine, with Alok Zachen, that, you know, the, 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 the spirit of peace and this armament that was very dominant at that time maybe is reversed to some degree. So the truth is, the Rebbe pointed out in the Sikha very much, we still need Mashiach, right? We, we uh, we're, you know, this is just the beginning of a process, which uh, we need to, to be completed very quickly. But the Rebbe also said, you see over here, the Rebbe said that, in, that it, it, when Jewish people have peace, it brings peace in the world at large. I've said that many times, and so on and so forth. So, in other words, the the, the you know the the, the when when uh, the, the famous CNN reporter came to the Rebbe and asked the Rebbe what his message about Mashiach that the world is, so the Rebbe said, adding goodness and kindness. Goodness and kindness sounds like very lofty words, but practically, what does it mean? It means achtos, right? <laughs> it means achtos. Goodness and kindness simply means before you go to any lofty explanations, don't fight with each other. So when they didn't have goodness and kindness amongst themselves. So that's the first thing, right? The Rebbe says there, the Rebbe speaks about how you should do stock and, and the Rebbe says, Upshita, 
Shnulas Hafchay, the Rabbi says in 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 Sif Yud. Obviously, not to not to fight. Right, it says Eliyahu will come to make peace in the world. The last the the, the, the last Hachana to Mashiach, the preparation to Mashiach that Rambam specifies. Rambam says, you know, what, what is Eliyahu going to do? I mean, know before Mashiach comes, you have to do tshuva. So in Perikut Beis Nuchas Mulachim, Rambam doesn't discuss even doing tshuva. He discusses in Perikut Aleph, and Mashiach will make every all the Eden serve David and so on and so forth. But what is the Hachana, the preparation for Mashiach? Yashi Yisrael Lahochem Levon. What is it? Rambam paskins a halacha lemaisa. Elyonavi's main job, even though his Rebbe explains that everything, his main job will be to bring peace in the world, primarily between the Jewish people. I right? say, will settle all of these disputes. We self-understand that now we're avoided. The same thing has to be. There has to be the avoid of Lassi Shalom Boilam. And the way to bring this Shalom, the Rebbe says, is through having the knowledge of Hashem permeate our own intellect, that it should make sense to us, right? Sometimes we're doing the Ebeshet a favor, we're keeping peace. But the ultimate goal, the Rebbe says, that um, he brings the end of Bava Basra, speaks about the idea of using the wisdom of Torah, that it should over, not overpower only, but permeate our own intellect. And it should change the way we think. We should realize the benefits of the truth, the, the truth of the world, unity. That the Rabbi spoke once a whole Hadron and Ramam, Tashim and Tes, Vayigash. The Rabbi speaks how Mashiach comes, even fights for holy matters, not, not a personal fight, but Taira, war of Taira, also won't exist. Why? Because when a person transcends his identity, a person is not about his Mitzias anymore, he becomes one with Abishter. There's no Muhammad, there's no war, even of Ketusha. When in, in the Sikha, in, in the Mugadi Kesikha, this is the way it's over here, that uh, through increasing our wisdom in Torah and the way in Prumis our Seichel, it brings to the beginning of Ava Basra, that Ashut Vin Sharatsu, that we act as partners. In the, and when the Rebbe originally said the Sikha in the Bilti Mugad, the Rebbe says it's a little bit reverse. That through the fact that we increase the peace, that brings about increasement, increase in, uh, increase in everything that we have, starting from our intellect and boiling down to all our other faculties and our gashmistic, uh, our physical and uh, our, our physical needs as well. Reminds me of a story, I mean, directly related to the Sikha, I think a very powerful story about peace in general. There's a story of the Steichamed, they say. The Steichamed, we all know, wrote. Uh, what was in his days a, a halachic, a, a Torah encyclopedia of uh, very, very great work. He collected a lot of different, you know, based on topics, and he collected, you know, something in the in the, in, in, in the realm of encyclopedia of Torah. To the extent that after the war, the Rebbe put, the, you know, Kahas was printing things. They didn't print too many, you know, they printed Svarim of Chassidus, but they specially printed the Sefer, Stechem and Rabbi put in hours of work printing, putting together the Stechemed that uh, that the Rebbe wanted it to come out. Fidik Rebbe, I'm not sure exactly how it started. The Rebbe felt that there was a big lack of Sfarim after the war, and the, the thus safer that should be printed that in order for it or for someone to have access to, in case they need to look up something, would be the Stechemed. So the Stechemed was written by Chaim Chizki Medini, a famous Talmud Chacham. He passed away in Chavrin. Based Romano, the place where the Chavon Yeshiva was, it was also the place where he originally wrote, finished the, the Stei Chemet. 
But uh, either way, the, the Stei Chemed, the way the story goes, originally he wasn't necessarily, the, he was very frum and very sincere. He wasn't necessarily had the greatest intellectual capabilities. He learned in a yeshiva or a koilal, I think, whatever it was, and the other people in the koilal may be much smarter and brighter. And, but he was very sincere and he was there, he was learning. And there was one, one particular young man who, for some reason, had a very jealous eye on the Steichemet. He really couldn't stand that uh, the Steichemet was getting, what was getting this attention, was, was looked at in something special, maybe he wasn't. So he decided in a very sinister plot, he, 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 this, he gave a large, was, it was an Arab woman, a cleaning lady, they used to, clean up the place where they learned so he paid her a lot of money so he gave a lot of money to this cleaning lady you bribe that she should let out a rumor that the stay Hamid sinned with her so that's what she did she let out this rumor and uh, everyone in town was bad-mouthing the stay Hamid. the Hamid had to go away he was you know you know, completely looked upon it as who knows what. But eventually, this the the, the she the, this cleaning lady also lost her job. The Rashi Shiva, the whatever. When this thing broke, so he fired her. So eventually, she you know she's starting uh, the money of the bribe. Eventually, uh, is used is used out. She needs now money to put bread on the table, and she's stuck. She doesn't now have a job. So she decided that she wanted to stay Chemed. She goes to him and she asked him, you know, if he could forgive her and, and uh, she could try maybe to, to persuade the Rosh Hashiva to take her back. She said that she'll tell everyone what happened, how, you know, this person told her to say this and gave her a bribe and whatever. But, you know, she thought she needed a job. She wanted, she, she wanted to stay Chemed to try to put in a good word for her and get her job back. So the Stei Chemed, at that point, he said, you could imagine, I mean, if, I mean, I wouldn't tell anyone to put themselves in, in his shoes, but trying to think for a second, what we would think of such a person, do you have someone put, put, gave out such a bad name on, 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 on a person, which was totally false. He did it for personal prejudice, for personal envy. And uh, he has now a chance to expose him, expose him for who he is, and to vindicate his own, uh, his the slander that was, uh, the rumor that was let out on him. Steichemet says to him, so he says, what is he going to gain by it? He says, that person, he says, if anything, it will be a bigger chalal Hashem. People will say, look, what uh, this person, this Talmud Chacham, what he was up to, he was such a low person, he bribed a woman to, to say that Steichemet sinned with her. So he said, I'm ready to put in a good word, but on one condition. You're not allowed to reveal who was the person who set you up for this plan. You could say that it was just, uh, you know, someone someone paid me money, whatever. You're not allowed to reveal who it was. That's the only condition with which, on which he was going to put in a good word to the Reish Kail or whoever it was that she should get back her job. It's obviously very... Right, that, that, that story doesn't end it. The Steichem had said that at that point, he felt that the gates of Torah were opened in his mind. From that point onwards, he felt like all of a sudden, he was able to, to grasp the whole Torah. He became who he was. You know, he had encyclopedic work. The whole Torah was all due to the fact that he was ready to be Moichel. He didn't, 
he 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 instead of you know exposing and fighting back and and and, and showing how bad that person was, he let it pass. It's a very powerful story. How Avas Yisrael brings brings Mashiach, but it brings it, it ends up benefiting the person in all aspects. Even if the person said terrible things about you, who knows what? It's still the Torah doesn't say that there's a mitzvah that you have to fight back. On the contrary, had shutfin sherot, so that's how you bring Mashiach. Remind whatever is a pale shavart, but I think it's a very beneficial thing, a very beneficial tip to keep in mind. Uh, on this line, there's a gemara that says that an an olvim, people that are embarrassed and don't embarrass back, they hear their shame and they don't respond. They do they serve Hashem out of love. And they're happy with Yisurim, with afflictions. Regarding them, the verse says, when Mashiach will come, those that love Hashem, they'll radiate, their face will radiate like the, when the sun comes out in its full strength. And I saw one Savart, which I felt was very, had very practical relevance. It said like this. If you look at this Maimur Chazal, there's three aspects. There's an Elohim, there's three levels, you could say. There's an eleven vein elvim. It says that they they get other people embarrass them, but they don't embarrass back. It doesn't say they don't answer. It says they don't embarrass back. Somebody calls someone a thief. The natural thing would be say, "No, you're a thief." So he doesn't embarrass back. He doesn't accuse back. He says, "No, I'm not a thief." He 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 he, he answers for himself, but not in a way that he stechs back the other person. That's step number one. A higher level is shemin cherposam veinam eshivim. They hear their shame and they don't respond. Not only they don't shtech back the person, they, they, they keep quiet. They're not very happy about what happened, but they, they ignore it, they keep quiet. The ultimate level, the highest level is Not only is the person quiet, but he's happy that he got the surim. That's already a very high level, but there's different levels. The first thing is somebody does something. If you can't keep your mouth shut, at least... Be careful what you say. You don't have to fan the flames of controversy any worse. You could say, I didn't do anything wrong. You don't have to say, you bring out the other person's fault. At least that's a beginning step, if you can't do more than that. The next step is at least to be quiet. Don't answer back anything. You don't have to fight. You don't have to do anything. The, the highest level is, If you give the person completely, you, 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 you not only that, but... You know, when as in the line of the Sikha, the Rebbe speaks of a chitzuch litim, turning the swords into plowshares. How much energy is created, Rahman al-Islam, by friction? Right? It's a scientific fact. No, friction creates energy. Friction between people also, you know. All of a sudden, people wake up and there's a whole fight. Baruch Hashem, Sikhavadun Lebedikin Shtetl, a fight is taking place. Let us do the chitzuch litim. Let us take that energy. And instead of you, if there was already energy that was created in negative ways, let us channel that energy into beneficial things, into making peace, into, 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 into building bridges of understanding and comprehension between people. It's about time we incorporate this as much as we can in our own lives. That we should have the Hashutfin Sherot, so as the Rebbe speaks in other places, that the partners 
There's also a reference between the Ebeshit and the Yidin. And as I mentioned before, it says that you all will come to make peace in the world. One interpretation is to make peace between the Ebeshit and the Yidin, so we should have the Shutfus. The Ebeshit should build the wall, as the Baba Basa speaks about, build the third base Hamikdash. And uh, there should be true peace in our souls, true peace amongst us, true peace in the world, and the knowledge of Torah should permeate our understanding, and it should make sense to us, it should make sense to us, and we should see the Gula is understood from the Seichel of the world. It's also a very important facet of the Sicha, how it's not just the Mashiach is coming, but that we should be able to understand that within our intellect, we should perceive how the world is changing, and we should perceive the mentality, the mentality of the future should start penetrating our way of thinking now, and we should have the coming of Mashiach take off from Yad Mamish.